Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 31st of January. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented as always by Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3-800-747-3733. And of course, there's so much going on. Even, we got the big game coming up next weekend, but we got NBA every night. There's college basketball. Hey, we're going to be in Vegas next weekend, right? That's right. Specifically, San Francisco, Kansas City. You got to check out all the action. And it's at Bet Online, your number one source for playoff odds, stats, trends, lines, with everything from the point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Glad to have you here with us. Very busy right now. Being busy is good. It's more places you can catch me. Obviously, Zaslow Show 2.0. That's the bread and butter. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment. You do all that good stuff. Uh, that, That helps me get all the monies. That helps keep the show rolling. Hey, if you're interested in partnering on the show and being a sponsor... I'd love to hear from you. You can always hit me up in my DMs. Ladies, DMs are always open to you. But sponsors, if you want to get in on this show, we're hot right now. Things are happening. You could always email me as well. JonathanZaslow at gmail.com. And if you think it's good for your business, if it works for me, we get together and everybody's happy. So I'd love to hear from you in that regard. This morning, I was on driving the line with my guy Jonathan Coachman, the coach, and Alan Bell. I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff, it seems, with them. So if you if you, if you didn't catch that this morning, you don't know about it. It's a new venture for Coach and for Alan Bell. So Driving the Line, go to YouTube.com. And you just type in Driving the Line. You can find it right there. It's a sports betting show. Uh, you know, it's geared around sports talk, of course. But it's a sports betting show every morning, 10 a.m. on YouTube. It was a super popular show that Coach had been doing on CBS for years. And now he and Alan Bell are out on their own. 
and it's called Driving the Line. That's the new brand. They got a big audience. It's super popular, and, and it's brand new because now they're out on their own, and I obviously know what that's about, doing Zaslow Show 2.0 out here on my own. So I'm going to be a regular, it would, it would seem, on that show. I'm excited about that. So go check it out. I was on with them this morning, driving the line. Go to you, you can follow them on, on, on social media, but go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, and do all that. Last night, ESPN Radio. You guys know I'm on ESPN Radio a lot now, and I got the call last minute. Normally, I tell you guys at the start of Zaslow Show 2.0, I'll let you know, hey, we're on with my girl Amber Wilson, best girl tonight, filling in, Amber and Ian. Well, I got the call last minute last night, which I do have to tell you something funny about that, but I got the call last minute, so if you missed that, I put a link on social media of the show last night with Amber. I thought it was especially fun. We did a lot of laughing, and that means you, that means it's a great show. That means everybody has a good time. So you can go check that out. I might be on with her again tonight. I don't know. I think Ian is <coughs> under the weather right now, so I might be on with her again tomorrow night. But I am on, I'm definitely on ESPN Radio tomorrow night. I'm co-hosting Game Night with Q Myers. And then Friday, I'm doing Amber and Ian again. And Saturday and Sunday, we're doing primetime. We're doing game day. So I'm very busy with ESPN Radio right now. We're doing stuff on Driving the Line. And of course, always, Zaslow Show 2.0, five days a week. So And of course, it's still real to me. Wrestling podcast. So I appreciate everybody's support. You guys are doing great. So I got the call last night. Around 6 o'clock, uh, like a few minutes before 6 o'clock. And that's normally when the production meeting starts, like an hour before the 7 p.m. show. So I get the call a few minutes before. Hey, last minute, can you fill in and work with Amber? I always want to work with Amber. So yes, I'm more than happy to do it last minute. No problem. Now, if I didn't get the call, my younger son, Jordan, he's 12. He's playing rec soccer for Optimus Club. First time he's ever playing rec soccer. And... And while while he is athletic, he's an average athlete. And and he, he likes sports a lot, loves video games, loves Pokemon, but really likes sports as well. And his sports knowledge is pretty good too. Incredible memory. But anyway, and loves pro wrestling. Come on, that goes without saying. But it's his first time playing rec soccer. He is not a big kid. Matter of fact, he's small. Wants to be goalie. His son, uh, his son, my, his son, my, my older son, his brother, uh, has, has since moved to, the, to, to forward, to left, to, left strut, to left forward, but had been a goalie for the last few years for Weston Select 2009. And so he wants to be like his brother, essentially. He wants to be goalie. So he's been goalie for the whole season. Team's not any good. They win very few games. Whatever. So it was a playoff game last night. And... I, I was going to go to the playoff game, of course, but I, I had to work, and that's fine. So my wife gives me the updates throughout the game. They're going to overtime. Okay, fine. But here's where it gets interesting. It Well, they go to overtime, and I'm like, oh, my God. If he gives up a goal, season's over. It's sudden death, you know? What's the only thing worse that could possibly happen? If they go to penalties... So overtime ends, they're still tied. They're going to penalties. So my son Jordan, who is a sensitive boy, and like I said, average athlete, he is now alone on the field 
It's penalties. It's a playoff game. My wife's giving me the update. She's freaking out. And the first two, I'll give you the quick version of the story. The first two shots, he lets in the goals. And I always say, like I used to say to my older son, Corey, who plays, you know, like I said, he has not been goalie anymore this year. He got hurt at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of of the fall season, my son, Corey, broke a finger. And as a result, when he returned, they moved him to play forward because they brought in another goalie, and he's skilled enough to play in the field. So he was only goalie uh, this third year with West. It's like the first three games of the season. And now he's actually, my older son, Corey, just got out of a cast today because he had a fracture in his ankle. So he's going to miss the start of this season. He's been to cast the last couple weeks. Now he's in a walking boot the next couple weeks. So he's going to miss the start of the spring season also. But anyway, where was I going with this? I used to tell, I would tell my older son when they'd go to penalties, I said, listen, your job is to stop one shot. If everybody does their job, if the kids, each of them score five rounds and you stop one shot, if everyone does their job, you win. You only got to stop one. If you stop more than that, beautiful. So my son Jordan is in goal last night. Penalties, playoff game. First two shots, gives up a goal. He saves the next three rounds. And I'm not talking about the ball was kicked over the crossbar or what. He made saves the next three rounds. One of them diving and got a hand on it. They won the game. They won the game and he was the star. I mean, I'm doing the show last night with Amber Wilson. I'm concentrating on the show while I'm awaiting these text updates, you know. Save, save, goal, save. They're at the penalties. And, and then you get the final one. They won. And he was the star. Made three saves. They win the game. Now they're playing another game tonight. They'll probably lose. But it doesn't matter. Because his... And it doesn't even matter how he plays now going forward. Because this his season was made. It was such a big night for him. Like I said... He's never been the star of, of, of sports. It's not really his thing. And that night last night, he will remember for the rest of his childhood. He was so happy when he got home. All the kids were congratulating him, of course. He was. He kept saying to me, Dad, are you proud of you? I, I mean, yeah, you should be proud of yourself. Of course I'm proud of you. It was such a big night for him. So, and, and you know, like it's, it's okay that I wasn't even there. My wife was there. My other son, his brother was there. He had plenty of support. It's okay I wasn't there. They, she got it all on video. It's all good. And But anyway, I know a lot of you guys listening, you can relate as parents you, if your kids play sports. Last night was such a big night for him. And I don't even care that I couldn't see it. I care that, it, you know, it worked out for him. That's the part I could see is how happy he was when he got home. How proud of himself he was when he got home. And he knows now going forward. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter what he does moving forward. And he even said to me, he said, it's the first time I've, I've ever been the reason for winning. The first time I ever did something that affected the team for winning. And anyway, <clears throat> I'm in a great mood today. Last night was a great night for our family, specifically for Jordan. Amazing, amazing. All right, let's get to the fun stuff. Let's get to the important stuff here. Before I continue on, though, guys, You know I've been telling you about Johnny Cuba, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. 
That's not because this is some buster beer. My man Juan, he did it. It's the most delicious beer. I love when you guys try Johnny Cuba for the first time and you'll send me like a picture on Instagram. Sazla, I didn't know Johnny Cuba was this good. I'm like, I've been telling you for a year now. OG sponsor, one of the original sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba, European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. You don't even have to believe me. Figure it out for yourself. Your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Come, come on now. Make sure you always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So last night, I'm working with Amber, and I'm, you know, I wake up every morning, and I look forward to either my favorite little basketball team, the Heat, or my favorite little hockey team, the Panthers. They're gonna, that's something for me to look forward to all day long. Nice! Get to watch the Panthers tonight. Get to watch the Heat tonight. Panthers are on all-star break right now. God, I miss them. Because they're red hot. They've won four in a row. Two overtime wins going into the All-Star break. One of them in a shootout. They've won four in a row. They are fucking awesome. I love the Panthers so much. I miss them so much. Come back soon. But I wake up yesterday morning, and there's no Heat game. And I'm like, good. Good. I, I, need, I needed a break yesterday from the Heat. I think we all probably needed a break yesterday from the Heat. Now... They're back in action tonight. But I wake up in the morning, and I'm excited to watch the Heat. I think yesterday we all woke up like, you know what? I could do without sitting through an eight straight loss tonight. I'm good with just chilling. Maybe sitting on the couch, drinking a Johnny Cuba. Maybe listening to to Zaslow filling in on Amber and Ian. Whatever it is. I think we were all pleased we didn't have to watch the Heat tonight. Now tonight, they're hosting the Sacramento Kings. The Heat are a one-point favorite. Why are the Heat a one-point favorite? By the way, it was shocking the other night. The Heat were a three-point favorite at home to Phoenix. Why? Shocking that the Heat are a favorite tonight. I mean, Sacramento's obviously in the middle of a long road trip. And the Heat are going to win again. They're going to snap out of this. Now, I saw yesterday apparently was one of those days where uh, going through the film, a lot of things that needed to be said were said. Okay. Hey, we've seen this with this Heat team. The This Heat... Heat, I think you're going to get a big effort from the Heat tonight. They thrive when they're uncomfortable. Now, Zaslow, I mean, is it a four-game losing streak, a five-game, six-game losing streak? Is it that uncomfortable? Why haven't they won yet? No, what I'm talking about is the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. And apparently a film session they had yesterday where things were said that needed to be said. They thrive with that kind of shit. That's why it was a whole big deal, you remember, what was it, two seasons ago, right? Two years ago, when the Heat made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost in Game 7, I, I hate the Celtics so much. That was the season where Jimmy Butler had the big blowout with Spolstra. Spolstra told him, I knew you were crazy. Uh, uh, UD is, is, is about to fight Jimmy Butler. And you thought that things were imploding. That's not a big deal to the Heat. That stuff happens behind the scenes. They love that stuff. They thrive in that type of atmosphere. And that's probably the type of stuff That went down yesterday in the film session. And just like they went on a big win streak after that Jimmy Butler incident a couple years ago, they're going to get back out there, they're going to snap this streak, and they're going to really get going. Because this team thrives in those kind of moments. So, I I do think you're going to get a big effort from the Heat tonight. 
And I do think a lot of the talk surrounding the Heat right now, we're going to get to that. I think it's a major overreaction because you're telling me that this Heat team, and by the way, it was it was only a couple weeks ago. It's like oh, there were eight games over 500. They had just won that game against Brooklyn, which they barely won, right? Like by like a point. But they were eight games over 500 for the first time this year. And you got guys like me who are talking about how much better they are right now than they were last year, how much more talented they are right now than they were last year. And I'm telling you, I'm thrilled they didn't do the Damian Lillard trade. Now, I still believe that. I'm still, I still think that that worked out for the Heat, which, by the way, big night in the association type. Speaking of which, Damian Lillard, Portland. We'll get to that. Don't go anywhere. But are you telling me that you think we're going to get to the postseason and I'm not going to be confident about the Heat's playoff chances? You're telling me... Now, I, a seven-game skid is really ugly. It's fugly. But you think this organization, you think this team... We're going to get to the playoffs after everything we know about them, especially over the last few years. They're going to get to the playoffs, and you're not going to be confident in them being able to play with whoever they play against. A seven-game skid is so damn ugly. They're going to be fine. They're going to be just fine. And I know it's hard for you to believe that right now, but I think we get a big effort out of them tonight. Again, it's a pretty good Sacramento team that's in the middle of a long road trip. But I think you're going to see that whatever was aired out yesterday is going to wind up being a good thing for this team. So, let's talk about some of the narrative around the team right now. And yes, a seven-game skid is ugly, and the Heat deserve all the criticism being hurled their way. They deserve all of it. Kendrick Perkins. Last night on Amber and Ian, we did a segment called Kendrick Perkins Says Crazy Things. One of those crazy things, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, do that here with you guys. But one of those crazy things was talking about Steph Curry asking out of Golden State. I mean, that really is where today's NBA analysis is, right? That's how you get the eyeballs. That's how you get the mentions. Is you got to say stuff like Steph Curry should, uh, should is eventually gonna ask out of Golden State, which, by the way, I don't think is ever going to happen. I don't think he's ever gonna play for anyone not called the Warriors. But in a segment last night that I did with Amber called Kendrick Perkins Says Crazy Things. Give this a listen here, where Kendrick Perkins believes, this is on NBA Today yesterday, and Kendrick Perkins believes that it's time for the Heat and Jimmy Butler to move on from each other. I'm worried about the Miami Heat, and and here's one for you right here, Malika. It's time for the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler to go their separate ways. And I believe that the Miami Heat need to do right by Jimmy and trade him to a team that's actually that actually could compete for a title this season. And Jimmy needs to accept that for the simple fact when you look at their roster right now, right? You have an, a, a veteran, old Kevin Love. Jimmy Butler is 34 years of age. Everyone else is 30 years and younger. Bam is 26. Uh, you know, Hawkins Jr. is, is what, 22. I think Tyler Hero is 24. Like, at the end of the day, this Heat team is not going to have a magical run again. And so we don't know how much we're going to see, how much time we're going to have to see playoff Jimmy. Right. And we want to see playoff Jimmy. 
He's just not going to be. It's just not going to be with the Heat. I- and so I feel like it's time for them to part ways. All right. So that was just a little bit from Kendrick Perkins yesterday. And again. Last night on Amber and Ian, we did a segment called Kendrick Perkins Says Crazy Things. And this was, this was one of the crazy things that he said. And, and, and by the way, there, there, was, there was more to it. He would continue talking on about it. And I'm not even sure which side he's taken. Although it kind of seems like he's playing both angles where Jimmy Butler should want out of Miami. But also Miami should move on from Jimmy Butler. He, he kind of played both sides, and that it should be a mutual thing, essentially, I guess is what he's saying. But let's talk about the, whole, the part where it's time for the Miami Heat to do right by Jimmy Butler. That is such a crock of shit. And not just talking about the Heat and Jimmy Butler, but even the Damian Lillard stuff. You remember in the offseason, now, I'm a massive hypocrite. I told you guys that. This idea that the Portland Trailblazers need to do right by Damian Lillard and get him where he wanted. I was hoping that was the case because where he wanted was my team. So I'm a massive hypocrite when I can also tell you I don't think that the Portland Trailblazers, they didn't owe Damian Lillard shit. The only thing they owed him, a matter of fact, was the money that they guaranteed him on his contract. Everything else, nonsense. They don't owe him anything. Doing right by Damian Lillard. Hey, Damian Lillard should have done right by the Blazers and help them win a championship. He didn't do right by the Blazers. The Blazers held up their end of the bargain. They paid him a lot of money. Why did they pay him a lot of money? To win a championship. Damian Damian Lillard, he did not do right by the Blazers. So it's bullshit that the Blazers had to do right by Damian Lillard. I'm a hypocrite though. I agreed that they should do right and send him to Miami. So this idea that the Heat would need to do right by Jimmy Butler. Get the fuck out of here. That's nonsense. Matter of fact, the Heat have been doing right by Jimmy Butler the the past four plus years. Jimmy Butler had done nothing before coming to Miami. Now, I'm not saying this as a knock on Jimmy Butler. I love him. I love Jimmy Butler. But in Jimmy's four years before this year in Miami, he's been to two NBA Finals and three total conference championships. He's done nothing. Like, you got to take advantage of a player's prime, right? The Heat the Heat have taken advantage of a player's prime. You're wasting a player's prime. It's not a waste. Getting to the finals, winning the finals is so hard. Only one team does it. I mean, was Carl Malone's whole career wasted? Was Charles Barkley's whole career wasted? Was Reggie Miller's whole career wasted? It's nonsense. The Heat have been the only ones out of Chicago, Minnesota, Philadelphia who have done anything with Jimmy Butler's prime years. He's had, Jimmy Butler should thank the Heat every single day when he shows up to work for not wasting his prime years like those other franchises. So that's number one. Now there was also another part of that segment where Kendrick Perkins making the case for the Heat needing to move on from Jimmy Butler and kind of starting a rebuild because, like you said, right now right now he could list three teams who he would have beating the Heat in a seven-game series. I mean, I assume those teams would be Milwaukee, Boston, and Philadelphia, right? Although, let me tell you something. New York is really good. This New York team, they're 31-17. and 17. This New York team, I would love for the Heat to play them in the playoffs because that playoff series last year, 
And this current group of the New York Knicks, especially since adding Ananobi, this is the first time the Knicks, not just because they're really good, but the style of play, they look and feel a lot closer to what those late 90s Knicks teams looked and felt like when they were playing the Heat those four straight years, 97 through 2000. This current version of the Knicks feels very similar to those teams. That, that would be getting these two teams back together and a nasty rivalry. Not what we saw in, what was it, 2012 when it was Carmelo Anthony and Amari Sotomayor's Knicks. These teams were soft. Those teams weren't any good. This Knicks team, Thibodeau, feels a lot like those late 90s Knicks teams. But anyway, Kendrick Perkins having three teams right now who would beat the Heat in a seven-game series. If I were to pump Kendrick Perkins with the truth serum, or better yet, if Wonder Woman, if I would use her lasso of truth around Kendrick Perkins, he would tell me he had just as many teams, maybe even more, beating the Miami Heat in a seven-game series going into last year's playoffs. And look at you now. Look at you now. So that right there, I don't care about that part. That you got several teams who would beat Miami right now in a seven-game series. You would have said the same thing last year. And trading Jimmy means you're in a rebuild. This team doesn't rebuild. And by the way, Pat Riley. You see Pat Riley? You think Pat Riley at his age is rebuilding? You think Pat Riley cares? Because any team you would trade Jimmy Butler to is going to be a contender. It's going to be a team that's ready to win right now. So... They're not going to give you a big superstar piece, a young star piece in return. They're going to give you a bunch, and it'd be a bunch. They're going to give you a bunch of first-round draft picks. You think Pat Riley gives a shit about a 2028 first-round draft pick? You think he gives a shit about your 2030 first-round draft pick? The Heat are not rebuilding. Jimmy Butler, you trade him away for a rebuild. That's not what this team's about. And by the way, Jimmy Butler's under contract for two more years. Terry Rozier is under contract for two more years, and you have a young Tyler Hero and a young Bam Adebayo. The timeline is right now for that group right there. So, I thought it was a wildly successful segment last night. Kendrick Perkins says crazy things, but there is no chance that the Miami Heat, a seven-game skid is ugly as hell. But this organization is going to pull the plug at the All-Star break or, you know, in a couple weeks of the trade deadline after what happened last season. Now, granted, I do think a flaw that Pat Riley has shown in his time as president of the Miami Heat is waiting too long, is letting the bottom actually fall out before making moves. I do think that that has been a flaw. I do think he's allowed that to happen several times that he has not been good about seeing that in advance, or at least making the move in advance before the really bad thing happens. But after what we saw last year, and certainly a seven-game skid being ugly as hell, there's another 40 games this season where you looked at this Heat team and said, yeah, they're a lot better and a lot deeper than they were last year. And not only will they get back to what that team looked like, but Eric Spolstra, in his 15, 16-year career as head coach, literally every single year, 
his team is better in the second half of the season. They, they never peak and then dip down going into the postseason. His team always is ascending going into the postseason. And it will be the same thing this time around. Get through. Butch up, Heat fan. Get through this stretch right now. It's very ugly. It's going to be over soon. Likely tonight. And this team is going to get back to playing great basketball. I'm telling you. You know, maybe Kendrick Perkins got to go take a nap. All right. Got to go have a little bit of a little bit of a siesta. And I would tell him, hey, Perk, you know what you need? You need to sleep on those sheets and giggles. That's right. Sheets and giggles. The only bed sheets we use in the Zaslow mansion. And that's because my man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he did it. He found us the softest, coolest, most breathable bed sheets known to man. And he did it from the wood of eucalyptus trees while making sure we're still keeping the environment safe. When you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're going to get the best sleep of your life. Matter of fact, you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on sheets and giggles and never turning back. It's one less thing you got to worry about. You're getting the best sleep of your life. You're waking up. You're feeling refreshed. And every time you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're getting all kinds of promo deals, sales, promotions. And here's the best part. If you haven't gotten to SheetsGiggles.com yet, your very first order at SheetsGiggles.com, you'll get 20% off. All you got to do is use promo code Zazlo. That's right. How easy is that to remember? Promo code Zazlo. SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zazlo. 20% off your first order. SheetsGiggles.com. So, a couple other things NBA-wise that I want to hit on here. Yesterday, the NBA announced at the All-Star Weekend, Steph Curry is going to go head-to-head in a three-point shootout with Sabrina Ionescu. WNBA star. A amazing shooter. I think she's shooting like 45% this year from three. Now, you guys know I'm not a WNBA fan. You, you cannot catch me watching WNBA. So, how did I know she's shooting 45%? I looked it up. I don't actually know that. I looked it up. But, but I know how great she is. That I do know. So, Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu, they're going to have a three-point contest at All-Star Weekend. And, in theory, it sounds fun. Especially because... The NBA is good at capitalizing on this type of stuff. Like, remember one year where Charles Barkley was talking crap about Dick Bavetta for years. And then they decided, you know what? We're going to have Barkley and Dick Bavetta race at All-Star Weekend. And it was amazing. Barkley had been trashing Bavetta. He could definitely beat him. And Barkley was showing off. He started to backpedal at the end. And he fell And then Dick Bavetta ended up beating him. And then they really awkwardly, they kissed on the mouth. Yeah, it's true. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. Dick Bavetta, the old former referee, Charles Barkley, they kissed straight on the mouth. They were hugging afterward. Right on the mouth, they kissed each other. It was crazy. So it's fun when the NBA does this kind of stuff. But here's the thing. This, to me is a no-win situation for Sabrina Ionescu. So a couple things. And look, there's going to be, you're going to have all the misogynists out there. Misogyny guy made an appearance on Amber and Ian last night. Uh, he's, he's so crude. 
I'm not going to bring Misogyny Guy onto the show here, but you can go back and listen to last night. Misogyny Guy made an appearance. You're going to get Misogyny Guy who comes out and is going to discredit whatever Sabrina Ionescu does, whether she wins or she loses. Because here's the thing. For one, it's a different three-point line. Sabrina Ionescu in the WNBA, it's about three feet closer, the women's three-point line. That's a major difference. Now, to even it out, you can't have Curry shoot closer. That's not fair. It should be Sabrina Ionescu shoots from the NBA three-point line. And because, look, the women, it's the same thing in the men's game. They'll take three-pointers from several feet behind the line all the time anyway. So, Ionescu should shoot from the men's three-point line to try and even that up. And by the way, yesterday when it was announced, she already said that. I guess she saw or knew the criticism was going to come. She already said she'll shoot from the men's line. So that's a good job out of her. But more importantly, they play with a different ball. The men's ball is bigger and heavier. You can't have Steph Curry use the women's ball. That'll be way too easy for him. Is Sabrina Inescu going to use the men's ball? I don't know if she's going to perform as well. It's bigger and it's heavier. And the point being, when they do compete, if Steph Curry wins, and I would expect him to win, when Steph Curry wins, all the the misogynic He-Man woman haters are going to point at how, you see, women can't compete with men. If Sabrina Yescu does win, You're going to get all the He-Man woman haters saying that's because the ball was smaller. Which, by the way, may very well be a valid argument. And that's why I'm telling you, I don't see, I see this as a no-win situation for UNESCO. Hopefully it ends up being a fun little thing. But I I think people are going to find a way to make it about it not being fair or that women should not be competing with men. It should be a fun thing. I think it's going to wind up going to get, you know, you get like the right-wing bigots out there. And by the way, that has nothing to do with my politics. Left-wing, right-wing, you have no idea what I am. Believe me. I've heard on both sides, Zaslow, you like this, or Zaslow, you clearly don't like this. Amber and I were excellent at playing both sides of that fence when we used to do a show together. I'm telling you, you have no idea what I believe in. But you're going to get like the bigots or, or the misogynists, I should really say who are going to be pointing about how a woman does not belong on the floor. Why, why is misogynistic man, he's, he's making an appearance now. Why is Sabrina Ionescu in the three-point shootouts at the men's all-star weekend instead of making me a sandwich and bringing me a beer? Yeah, you're going to hear that. That guy is going to make an appearance the entire night. So, I hope it's a fun thing. I, I don't think that's actually going to be the way that it works out. Now, another thing that happened in the NBA last night. So, the Los Angeles Lakers, they suck. They're terrible. And I told, I said it going into the season, and I especially said after the Heat played the Lakers early in the year. This Lakers team's not any good. You know, Lakers are being talked up as a contender. Western, I was like, I don't see it. This, this team is not good. And as you can see now, they suck. And they got their ass kicked by Atlanta last night. But how about this? So, a little bit before the game, And it does feel like we're in that weird place where the trade deadline's coming up. Remember last year, Rob Palenka made a bunch of moves and ended up working out for the Lakers. I mean, does he have a trick up his sleeve two years in a row? I don't know. I don't think so. 
It also feels like we're at that point of the season where everybody's going to talk about how LeBron James hates Darvin Ham. LeBron's a coach killer. We know that. I mean, it's, it is his history. From dating back to his first go-around in Cleveland, to his next go-around in Cleveland, to now in Los Angeles. He is a coach killer. So there is a shelf life on Darvin Ham. But before the game yesterday, Darvin Ham decided to start Jackson Hayes over Christian Wood. And Christian Wood, by the way, has been a bum for the Lakers. Darvin Ham decided to start Jackson Hayes. Christian Wood, it's like 15 minutes before the game. A period where players are not normally on their phone. Goes onto Twitter and tweets out LOL. Which, as the game's going on, everybody notices that. They also know Christian Wood's not starting. They also know you don't usually tweet right before a game like this. He is clearly pulling a very passive-aggressive move with just the LOL, letting everybody else figure out what it's about, but also knowing that everyone else is easily going to figure what that's about. It's it's so soft. Like, that is today's NBA player. And it's very much an NBA, a today NBA player thing. The passive-aggressive social media bullshit. And then in the middle of the night, it was like 2 a.m. I guess it's like 11 p.m. Uh, L.A. time. But I think the game was in Atlanta. At like 2 a.m., LeBron tweets out just an hourglass. Just a picture of an hour. So time is ticking. No, it doesn't mean Karrion Cross and Miss Scarlet are putting, uh, you know, doing TikTok. No, time is ticking. Now is time ticking on the trade deadline? And we got to break this thing up. Is time ticking on Darvin Ham? I don't want you to be my coach anymore. Or is time ticking on Christian Wood, you've been a bum, and then you're pulling this nonsense, gotta ship you out. I don't know, take your pick. But time's ticking on something, according to LeBron. So the media obviously noticed this passive-aggressive, soft-ass move from Christian Wood. Christian Wood is asked about it right after the game. Do you think Christian Wood actually has the guts to say what he means? It was a... I meant to quote something, but I didn't have the quote. I thought I did, and I just pressed send, and I couldn't check my phone before because we had to we had to go out. But it was it was an accident, so that didn't I didn't mean. I think I looked at it just now. I didn't mean it came off a certain type of way. I didn't mean it that way. Normally, I, I just feel like the time we've covered you tweeting that time of the game is not your normal practice. No, no, no. So I understand. Not basketball related. Definitely not basketball related. I'll tell you, it, it, it's so unlikable. Some of these guys are so soft. Obviously, he then deleted it after the game. But put it all Like, that's a lot of coincidences that Christian Wood is trying to sell you on while also not being man enough to actually say what he's upset about. Or go to his teammates. Or go to his coach. It's just an LOL on Twitter. So the timing of it all. Number one, all of a sudden Christian Wood does not know how to use Twitter. He just makes a post instead of a quote tweet. So we're to believe that all of a sudden Christian Wood does not know how to use Twitter. Then on top of that, we're also to believe that it was just a coincidence that there's an LOL the same night that they take him out of the starting lineup and put Jackson Hayes in. That's a coincidence. And then on top of that, it's also a coincidence that he happens to be quote-tweeting something else, which he screwed up, and it happens to be in the locker room right before the game starts when players are not normally on their phone. That's a lot of coincidences that Christian Wood is trying to sell you on. Some of these guys are so 
soft. It's such a soft move. The social media grievance that today's player, especially the NBA player, and then to try and get the media, to try and convince the media that you actually did not mean that. It is so soft. No one believes you. I'd be surprised if he plays another game with the Lakers. I'd be surprised. They will move on from him. As they should. He's been a bum this year for them anyway. I mean, I love the drama in that league. I'm, I'm glad you don't get this type of bullshit uh, uh, drama with my team. But I like it when it's with the other teams. Alright, so before we continue on here, guys. You know I've been telling you. If you're ever thinking about getting a new car. You ever think about treating yourself. Luckily, you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0 right now because I tell you about the only car dealership I personally endorse. You know I'm talking about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they're celebrating the new year with incredible offers on all new Subarus in stock as well as every pre-owned vehicle on their lot. Right now at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you could lease the 2024 Subaru Crosstrek Premium for just $219 a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing with approved credit. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru promises to provide customers with an exceptional experience at their brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You see it right off I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. And with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model, you are sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. So, just got word, by the way, I will be on ESPN Radio again tonight. I will be co-hosting with the homegirl, Amber Wilson. So, 7 to 10 p.m. tonight, Amber and Ian, me and Amber Wilson, we're going to have a lot of fun. You can listen to SiriusXM Channel 80, locally, I believe, on ESPN West Palm, 106.3 FM, or always on the ESPN app. So, tonight, 7 to 10 p.m., Amber and Ian with me and my favorite co-host, Amber Wilson. Tune in tonight. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. First up, so how about McAfee getting the McAfee's getting the fire guests leading up to the Super Bowl? It doesn't get a whole lot bigger than Tom Brady. Tom Brady stopped by the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and he spoke about the comparison to Patrick Mahomes. There's nothing that Patrick can do, in my opinion, that takes away from what I tried to accomplish in my career, and there's nothing that I did can take away from what he's trying to accomplish. I feel like I, all I tried to be was the best I could be. And I didn't, even though I had sporting idols, like I said, I could never be Steve Young. I could never be Joe Montana. Those are the guys I, I could never be Dan Marino or John Elway. These were my childhood idols. And they had incredible careers. And, and they put as much as they could into their career. And I really respect them for that. And, and I just tried to do the same thing. And believe me, if anybody can go out there and win seven Super Bowls, I have so much respect for them. I understand how difficult it is. I will congratulate them, and I'm going to, you know, give whoever it is a big hug. I texted my friend um, who who plays with Pat um, after the game, and I just said, tell him congrats. I mean, just awesome to watch him play, and I love watching him lead his team. And of all the things I love, I love leadership, and I love people that are selfless. I hate selfish teammates. I, help, I, I don't like being around people that are self-serving and always trying to create their own self-serving narrative about who they are. Yeah, I'm going not a big deal. I mean, that's, that's a good answer from Brady. And also, look, 
there's a lot of talk going on around Brady right now, how he's going to be replacing Greg Olson next year. Kevin Burkhardt and Greg Olson. It's going to be Tom Brady now on the number one team for Fox. Greg Olson's really good, but I... Brady's a really good talker. I would expect Brady to be very good. He also comes off very likable, but I'm going not a big deal right there. Big deal or not a big deal? So how about this? Pablo Torre finds out that's Metalark Media, Levitard Show, great new show where he just dives into fun and interesting topics. And on Pablo Torre finds out yesterday, his guest was the top MMA writer out there. Of course, we're talking about Ariel Helwani. Now, Ariel Helwani has a long-standing feud with Dana White who has really become a piece of shit over the years, Dana White. And most recently, you know, Sean Strickland, the fighter, came out with very bigoted comments toward the the LGBTQ community. And, and Dana White was very, you know, steadfast about the way he views it, meaning uh, freedom of speech. And he never tells guys what they can or can't say, and everyone's allowed to say whatever they want, except... That hasn't always been the case. Give this a listen. What I want the audience to understand is when he sits there and says, I don't police speech, I don't tell grown men and women what to say, and I've never done that, it's actually not true. So we got to talk about pre-2016 then. Yeah. Because these examples are things that I was not familiar with before I started researching this story. But you, as the interlocutor interviewing Dana White, you were the guy to whom he was articulating some of this policy. Yeah. How would you describe what his policy used to be like? Oh, his policy was actually quite clear. Like, you can't go around offending people. In fact, I would say his policy was keep it to yourself, right? There was once a time in 2015, a fighter named Yoel Romero won a big fight in Florida, and he is of Cuban descent. Go! Go back for you, go! Go for Jesus! No forget Jesus, people! And so still to this day, we don't know if he said, don't forget Jesus, or no for gay Jesus. We still don't know. He has not <laughs> made this clear. And he got a huge amount of backlash afterwards. And Dana White, in an interview with me, which is still on YouTube, said, just leave your, your religion to yourself. No one wants to hear it. You just won the biggest fight of your career, you know? Um, America doesn't want to hear your thoughts on Jesus. And, you know, keep that stuff at home. Religion, politics, all that stuff. When you're out there fighting and you're being interviewed, they want to hear about the fight. It's awesome that you love Jesus. Love Jesus all you want. Just don't have to do it publicly. I'm going big deal. And, like, in that, like, Dana White's a piece of shit. And... You know, I, I would never tell anybody what they can or can't say. I, wouldn't you just love to see Dana White's reaction when someone plays that video for him? You know, it's... It, that, that kind of shit's frustrating. All right, big deal or not a big deal. Finally, this is from a couple days ago. I, I wish that I would saw it previously. But this is on the NBA Countdown show. Must be from Saturday night, right? Before the Nuggets were hosting the 76ers and the big Nikola Djokic... Joel Embiid matchup. Well, here's former Golden State Warriors general manager Bob Myers, who's now an analyst for ESPN. And here he is telling which of the two big men he would take in a Game 7. If it was a Game 7 in the NBA Finals right now, and we each got to pick a center, I'm taking Embiid first. As crazy as it is, I, I love Jokic. Wow. I love Jokic. But so do I. Embiid is the most physically dominant player in the NBA right now. 
He's the guy where the opponents look at each other and go, I don't know what to do with this guy. There's nothing I can do. Now, Jokic does it with physical skills and cerebral skills. But, but Embiid's one of the smartest players in the NBA, too. What he's doing is just dominant. Like, to the point where, I don't know, you cannot stop him. Nobody's been able to stop him. I'm excited for this game. I'll tell you, Bob Myers be embarrassed when he watches back that clip. Number one, Embiid didn't end up playing, which right there is embarrassing. That's, that shows you how close to tip-off everybody found out that Embiid was ducking Nikola Jokic like usual. But Joel Embiid, he's never won more than one playoff series in a season. What would make you think he can get to an NBA Finals Game 7? What would make you think he would perform in a Game 7? Game 7 last year in the semifinals against the Boston Celtics, he couldn't shrink any smaller going up against Al Horford, who's 65 years old. How in the world can you not be embarrassed saying you would take Nikola Jokic over Joel Embiid in one big game when Embiid has never performed big in a big game? So I'm, I'm going big deal. That's embarrassing from Bob Myers. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes! All right, a lot going on. Like I said, go back and watch Driving Line this morning on YouTube. My man Jonathan Coachman, Alan Bell. It's the coach's new venture. It's a sports betting show. I was on it again this morning. I think I'm going to be on a lot coming up, so support that. Also tonight, ESPN Radio, Amber and Ian. I'm co-hosting with the best girl, Amber Wilson. So make sure that you're wa- uh, listening to that. Be nice if you go watch. And, and of course, make sure you like, you write, you comment, you do all that good stuff for Zaslow Show 2.0. It's all happening, everybody. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. I'll talk to you guys on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Go with that.